You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms, and if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Welcome to another episode of the E&M Shorts, guys. So happy we have a new mini series for you on this Wednesday episode, and we are talking all about the harmonic groups, not the harmony groups, but the harmonic groups. And once again, we have three groups of three different Enneagram types that really process conflict differently. But today we're talking about these groups, and yes, we'll talk quickly about how they process conflict. But what I really want to get at for you all is how these groups are in love and how we can improve your love with this type of person. So today we're going to be talking about the group called the logical or competency group in love. And that is the ones, threes and fives amongst us. So a lot of you already know that you are a one, three or five. If not, I recommend you go to Truity for an Enneagram test or you go to the Enneagram and marriage website and you find out your type. But once you know your type, you can really get a lot deeper with it. And what's fun is learning that a lot of ones, threes, and fives like to walk through problem solving with a lot of logic and a straightforward manner. And the one is going to come to that through their body. The three is going to come to that through their heart and the five is going to come to that through their head. But what you guys can do if you want to learn more about their conflict styles is you can really tune into my E&M deep dives, which I have at EnneagramAndMarriage.com, or you can even tune into past episodes where we really delve deep into these conflict styles for each of the types. I really enjoyed having Brittany Thomas of Enneagram explain to walk us through that the first time. And we also went even deeper another time on our own. So Make sure you check those out, but right now I just want to take the one, three, and five together with you and walk through how you can love them knowing that they're very logical types. And the first thing I want to make as a sort of disclaimer about these types is that just because they're logical does not mean that they don't want the depths of love. It's just they're going to approach it differently than somebody who is more extreme in passion levels or wanting to yell or exclaim or they're not going to be quite as positive and always just in that sense really on an optimism track they're very logically wired if things are bad they're like we need to talk about it we need to fix it and so I know it was funny because Wes had a, a men's trip recently with our son and all three of the guys he went with he's a one and then he went with a three and a five ish person and I said how was the trip I knew it was probably great because I'm like three logical people who all were in the same triad and he's like it was great there wasn't a hitch anything that was a small issue was easily snuffed out. And I also knew that having three people like that together, you would need to have somebody, if it was a one-to-one romance situation with a wing, an arrow, somebody to bring in some of the different pieces. And so I want to tell you guys, even if you find yourself in the same triads here that we talk about sometimes, make sure you know that you're still different and you can nuance and 
the one of you listening right now can be the one to throw in the growth. So you lead with what you can, you do your best growth and watch your spouse fold into growth just because when we change a family system in a small way, it has to affect the other person. So be the first domino to fall back in love together. Okay, that was cheesy, but let's move on. The type one really does a good job of wanting to let their spouse know that a way they can show them love is to improve and they actually will try to improve for their spouse. So they will say, tell me what I'm doing wrong so I can fix it. That makes me want to improve for you is if you tell me logically what I can tangibly do differently. Now, if you start spiraling into big exegesis on exegesis on why people are triggering you and it gets very murky and gray, then of course it's going to be harder for a one. So keep in mind that you want to try to leave tips to a few versus many and something that is practical and doable. And when I say doable, emphasis on the do because ones are the doers of the Enneagram. And if you just tell them this is what I like or need, they will want to do it. Now, they might even argue that they already do it. And if they do, thank them for that. Don't try to argue back, no, you don't. Just thank them and say, okay, but here's a nuance I want to add to that and be simple and straightforward with it so that they can make that adjustment. And if you are the one, try to resist the instinctual no as soon as somebody says, here's what I would love to see you do. They're already leaning in to be clear and clarifying with you. Then just try to be fine back. Like, hey, you did tell me what you wanted. I may feel internally that I already do it. I may even say it, but I will also accept influence because one of the most important things we can do in marriage is to accept influence. And this is very well researched by the number one marriage researcher, John Gottman. Also remember with a type one, except the counter type one, which we'll talk about in just a second here, but ones really want to make sure that they know that you are there for them in that same way. Like I said, if you want to ask them to make a change, understand that as idealists, they're going to want to be able to at least say, here's an ideal I'd like us to meet as a couple, whether it be a financial goal, a communication goal, let them have goals too, because that's just how they're wired. And the interesting part about the ones is that They are content with a lot of straightforwardness, simplicity, their body types. They don't need endless depths usually, and they might even run if things get too deep. Now, the counter type one, the sexual one, does want depth. So if you notice your one is highly sensitive for the one-to-one meeting time and wants a lot of time just processing past hurts, wounds, and really digging in deeply emotionally, then you probably have a counter type one. And they're really good at the one-to-one. That's their strength. That's their A game. So you're probably going to become a very emotionally aware, intuitive spouse. And that's just something for you to know. And that's going to be your growth piece because they're going to bring this strength to you. And then if you are that sexual one, understand you have to temper and taper that and please try to get your self-care and please try to make sure that you have some social outlets because nobody can take on all of that. Like just because you're that subtype doesn't mean your spouse can be that because they have their own way of survival. So ask, but don't over ask. Now, talking about the three, threes in love are obviously heart types and they want to be really loving and logical, but they are still very sensitive because they're heart types. So when they're loving you, when they're serving you, when they're doing good things for you in the world and performing for you, 
try to remember that sensitivity and don't just be mean because honestly, they might not say it, but internally, it's a real wounding for them if you're not being kind and logical, but if you're being overly critical or demanding or uh, insensitive, they're going to feel that and they're going to recoil and they might recoil privately. And I just want you to have the best marriage, not have to walk through their vice and their fixation. So I really love for you to keep them from that place of deceit as much as you can. It's obviously the threes work to do themselves as well and not to slip into masks and vanity, but to be able to say, I love you authentically for who you are. And this is just one more piece of growth for us. I care about you deeply and take some deep breaths so that your three can hear your heart of love underneath whatever thing you're trying to get them to improve on or issue that you're trying to talk out because I want you to remember threes are sensitive. I also want you to understand that because they're straightforward, they straightforwardly want you to show up well too. Even though you're not quite into the performances as much as they are, they want to make sure that you know how to be with it, how you know how to move in the culture appropriately, how, and I would say that for ones as well, that, you know, both of these types are just straightforward, like what is healthy about this culture. Like we can be leaders, but we don't want to go against the culture in the sense that we want to know how to be at the top of it. You know, we want to be strong. We want to be vibing with it. We want to be amongst the movers and shakers. So make sure that you know how to show up for your three in a way that makes them feel supported. And I'm going to use a a phrase here, not to do, because there's also threes who aren't as healthy who say, I want arm candy. And that is a phrase that, of course, I shudder when I hear that in a coaching session. But I want to remind you not to do that to your partner's threes. Allow them to show up how they are authentically And understand when I say to them, show up nicely for them, I just mean your three is doing a lot for you. They want to show up well. They want to be well kept. They want to be relevant. So show up in those ways. But it doesn't mean that you can't also have privacy and mystery about you two and even, you know, bring up new styles together. You don't have to always follow and mask what exactly the culture is doing, but do show up. Don't just always be in a space of like self-preserving or withdrawing or a place of, I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I can go out frumpy. So do show up, but don't feel like you can't show up if you're not perfect, because I do have to remind ones, threes, everybody, nobody is perfect and everybody will get old. So I love that proverb about how charm is fleeting and beauty is vain, but a person, in this case, a woman who really honors God is totally what you truly want and desire or a man who honors God. So do remember that, that the heart is more important, but show up in your body, show up in your head. It'll be beautiful. Now, also speaking of the head, the last person here, the fives, we want to make sure that if you are a five or if you're with a five, that you do bring this feature to your five. Also, they will love that you are interested, engaged with them. As you know, fives are logical head types and they like to save They like to look back. They don't want to have to do the next thing. They want to process what we already did together and just allow that to have been and just sit in the sweet moment of nothingness together and just know that we're together. And I think back on an old story that I've heard where this couple was sitting at a table and somebody was judging them thinking they're not close at all. And then they looked under the table as they left and they happened to have dropped their napkin or something. And they saw that they were holding hands under the table and truly content and their judgment went down and they realized, okay, 
this is probably a five who is just self-content and happy to be who they are and understand that you don't have to bring a lot of pomp and circumstance to your five. They do love to, you know, different people are going to be nuanced here, but they do love to make sure that the, the conversations you have follow an order and a structure usually, and they will go off the beaten path with you, but they don't want to go off to the point of having to expend excessive amounts of energy. So make sure that you prepare them well if you're thinking let's have a date night and show love to each other by uh, something huge like skydiving or we're going to take a surprise 10 mile walk like definitely plan that out let your five plan that out let them have their fun with getting that together and of course even deciding which places and things they do want to do because fives don't like to lose control nor does anyone in the thinking triad so It's important that you know that they will lean in with you if you look back with them on what's already been, if you savor what's in front of you, and if you really understand they're they're also quite sensitive because they're struggling with competency feelings, so they want you to praise them when they do something with competency and logic. That is their sweet spot, and if you can't appreciate that, that's going to be sorrowful for your love life together because that's probably the biggest thing that fives bring into you is that soberness and the quiet empathy. And like I said, just being together is enough. So if you are in your unhealthy seven space as a five, try to come back to this place of really realizing that the wonder of what's in front of you is already such a delight and delving in creatively in your head, heart and body with your spouse will be such a great way to stay in love and to keep falling in love with each other and not chasing the next trail. So I love that. If you are going to chase trails, chase them together. Let them be beautiful, simple wonders and let them be earthy, exciting adventures that you can plan well for. And I think with all of these three types, we're just all so thankful that they really do enjoy processing logically about their love. So feel free to make sure after this podcast that you just take one tip for the person of that type that you're married to, or if you are that type, bring one tip out to your spouse or person you're dating and say, here's something I was reminded of today. Let's make sure to incorporate this. And then if you want to take that one step farther, write it down so that you can actually incorporate that. I love when I hear that you guys are doing that. I hope that if you join our collective, you can do that even more with me. Know that it's open through November 2nd. If you're listening live, this is where we do our monthly meetings over Zoom, where we really get our worksheets going together. And we have deep talks about this all the time for those who are extroverted. And then for those who are introverted, we just allow you to watch them at your own leisure as well as four extra podcasts a month. So anyway, all that to say, have a great week. We will talk to you guys soon. Grab everything at enneagramandmarriage.com. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify so others can find it too visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.